back to Channel KRT, and welcome back to week two of Unholy Month. I'm Kit Quinn, and today we're following the Bibble! You question the words of the mighty Jimmy Bibble Man! I don't know. Bible Man! I'm Tyler Green. Hi. No, it's more of a ripoff of a Bible Man. I'm Randy. I'm the goddamn Bible man. <laughs> and welcome back to the show, Ryan Hip. Channel KRT brought me in because Carman wasn't available. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's dead now, so. Well, we could have gotten William Shatner too, but he's enabled shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this special references William Shatner way more than I was expecting, and also has an actor from one of Carman's music videos in it, so we're in for a good time today. <laughs> Oh yeah, this was this this was this was this was it, it's one of the most exciting action adventure things that the, that the uh, that the homeschool crowd of 1999 was ever exposed to, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the edgiest thing a Mormon's ever seen. Oh god, like would Mormons watch Bible Man though? I don't know. I had to think of some denomination, and I, I don't. I don't study all of. I don't. They they all worship the same guy. Why do they all hate each this other? This probably <laughs> would be too edgy for them, which is so funny because at the beginning of the tape, they have this lady saying, "This is a good alternative to what those entertainment moguls in Hollywood are providing. This isn't violent." And it's like, motherfucker, two people die in this tape. So what the fuck are you talking about, lady? All the Hollywood moguls care about is that if the brightly colored, loud, action-y diddly bops on the screen keep the kids' attention long enough so that the station can make money. <laughs> That's all they care about. And yet somehow they still know what kids are into more than you do. Exactly. Let's be real, Veggie Tales would probably be too edgy for them. <laughs> That's because Veggie Tales has, you know, actual funny writing sometimes. Hey <laughs> well, what is it that we're watching today? Well, Ryan, it is good that you ask. We are talking about an episode of Bible Man entitled The Incredible Force of Joy. So, what is everyone's relationship with Bible Man? So, I was um, raised Southern Baptist. Sadly, oh. uh, the, the the Christian industrial complex, and um, at one point in the early two thousands, early to mid two thousands, our church added a church library, and our family grew up like with Veggie Tales. That was the big like piece of Christian media we had. Like, and then everything else was like Disney movies and actual like neat things, but. They had um, these Bible Man tapes, and the only thing I knew about Bible Man was seeing a clip of something on TV one time, and it was like, I mean, I, I'll try this. And, and I grew up into um, into superheroes, and so it being a superhero, and he has a lightsaber, and I was young and dumb, so I kind of got into it, and then eventually I wasn't into it anymore, and yeah. What a great story. You're talking to somebody whose favorite movie at one point was Space Chimp, so <laughs> I have no room to judge. <laughs> hey, my current favorite movie is Independence Day. You think I have room to judge anybody's taste in film? As it should be. <laughs> anyway. My current favorite movie is that Zachary Levi football movie. <laughs> oh, God! 
North American underdog? You actually remember the name. Oh my God. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a football movie in my life. I should probably change that. Let's be real if Zachary Levy is ever going to be in anything again after the way he's been handling things lately, he'll definitely be cast as Bible Man. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, whatever the Ben Shapiro, Gina Carano production company reboots Bible Man with Zachary Levi. <laughs> Zachary Levi and his like befuddled face and his spray tan. Ugh. Here's the thing, not to get too off on a tangent, what am I yeah, saying? Yeah. That that's what this whole episode's gonna be, isn't it? But I enjoyed a uh, Fury of the Gods. Not as much as the first one, but I enjoyed it. Okay. But it has been just so fun watching Zachary Levi seethe over how big it's flopping. <laughs> He is just like blaming everyone else. Blame The Rock. Blame John Wick. Blame. He actually said something like, oh, it's so sad that superhero movies just have to be dark and depressing all the time. You were in Marvel movies. Yes. Marvel's the (laughs) biggest thing in town and they're a bunch of like goofy comedies. We can have a balance. Yeah, but but he's acting like, oh, everything is just all superhero movies are so dark. But it's like we get like one The Batman a year and then everything else is... Fun, happy time. Does he still live in, like, 2007? Uh, is it the fumes from his spray tan? Like, what? <laughs> Has he been to a Marvel movie? Listen, I say this as a Marvel Cinematic Universe liker. Every single movie as of lately has been one-liners and 70s song, the movie. Yeah. But one-liners and an overplayed rock songs are too dark and depressing. Because sometimes they show feeling. Yeah. Zachary Levi actually wants the superhero marketplace to be flooded with Bible man. <laughs> the Marvel Cinematic Universe is too dark for Zachary Levi. We need to balance it out with Bible man. <laughs> Personally, I think we need a pure flick cinematic universe. Yes. I just want to see how that shit plays out. Oh, God, yeah. How are they going to play it out with all their other movies? Like, somehow, like, the first Bible Man movie is going to somehow connect to God's Not Dead 4, which is uh, somehow going to connect also to Bible Man 2, which then teases the sequel to the Columbine movie they did. Oh, God. They're soulless enough to do that, so. Yeah, they are. The group sales on their big team-up movie are going to be insane. Yeah, no kidding. If a trailer for a movie, like if you watch it and you can't be 100% sure, they're they're mentioning faith and believing in things. Is this a full-blown Jesus movie? And then if the title card appears at the end, group sales now, it's like, yeah, that's a Jesus movie. (laughs) The only movies you have group sales like title cards for our Jesus movies. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about Bible Man. So getting into my history with Bible Man real quick is that I haven't really watched like a full Bible Man episode. I think I talked in last week's episode about how I came across a rerun of it once and was just really confused as shit as to what was going on. But 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 Tyler, this series is so explanatory. How could you possibly feel that way? Sarcasm. Uh hey, look over there. <clears throat> so I don't have any history with Bible Man. I 
did come across several reviews of it back in the day because I went through a fascination of seeing bad Christian media. Kit, I have a feeling our history is going to be the exact same. <laughs> We're interconnected that way. I don't know. It's all connected, man. Ah! Anyway, basically every little bit of this I saw was like, well... It certainly looks like Christian media, and upon finally watching a full special for this month, I'll say this much, it's not good necessarily, but I will say this, it's probably going to be the best thing we've reviewed this month. Absolutely. Oh boy. Because, one, this has actual production value and a budget and an idea, even if it's not the best thought out. Two, it was way better than Gingerbrook Fair. I'll give it that much. Oh god, yeah. After Gingerbrook Fair, anything is a fucking palate cleanser. This feels way less culty than Gingerbrook Fair. Yeah. I feel like it's similar to Jonah VeggieTales movie in that its message and overall movie may not be the best thought out, but it has enough moments that I can't say it was entirely bad overall. I would say that um if Gingerbrook Fair is the Branch Davidians, <laughs> then Bible Man is just those gym dudes who relate everything they do to Jesus. <laughs> Those, like, pious gym bros on TikTok and shit. Oh, God. I used to need drugs to feel powerful, but now my power comes from my core strength. And let's look at that word, strength. The S stands for sacrifice. No gain without sacrifice. The T, of course, stands for the sufferings of the cross. The R... You want some cocaine? Oh, my God, please, yes! That's all I want all the time! It's, like, the most Jesus-y thing about Bible Man is that he will recite lines from the Bible. Yeah. And that's really kind of it. Like, he's kind of useless. Like, his computer does more powerful stuff than he does. <laughs> hey, now, don't you dare call my pudgy purple lightsaber superhero useless. <laughs> he sat at his computer and drank his Coca-Cola. <laughs> While talking to his boyfriend. Aww. Also, the only other thing I knew about it is that Bible Man inspired the Holy Avenger and Super by James Gunn, so there's that. Demons will! Are you the one responsible for the laziness of the boys and girls here at Valley High? That's right, Holy Avenger! I've been bathing their apple crisp and tater tots in the bloom of sloth! But I don't like apple crisp or tater tots, Holy Avenger! And I pack a lunch! <laughs> well, I mean, there's, of course, Bible Dude from Mad TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And remember, kids, if you're really interested in violence, read the Bible. <laughs> All right, Randy, what about you? Um, It was Brad Jones. Uh, yeah. yeah that's pretty much it it was just that one dvdr hell which is also how i found out about too smart for strangers which i constantly joke about <laughs> um so too smart for strangers which by the way i finally watched too smart for strangers in full a few days ago and i wish i did oh, i hate that i did that <laughs> i can't believe i put myself through that I can't believe I stayed to watch the incredibly depressing fundraisers that were a part of that. Oh, God. <laughs> 
just looking at the credits like, Jesus Christ, we shouldn't need these organizations. That's how I felt watching <laughs> Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue in full for the first time, because I didn't realize how much of the end was going to be a promotion for that Ronald McDonald charity and those fucking kids singing, Love lived in me. Just... <laughs> Love lived in me? Yes. Yes, it did. I, I mean, Jesus Christ. Literally. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm just trying to play Skyrim. And while I'm doing that, I'm listening to Winnie the Pooh sing a song about one of the most depressing topics in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. But um, those weren't the only um, DVD R Hell ones I watched. That's pretty much the only episode of Bible Man I've ever seen. And it was just in parts. And it was clearly one of the earlier ones before they really, like, knew what this show's identity was. Before they even had a budget. When Bible Man was, you know, kind of just there. It was a lot more colorful for starters. It was like 1960s Batman compared to Burton Batman, so. (laughs) All I remember is that kid singing a song about how he goes through the Bible for literally every single thing, including like, history and science, which you, I I mean, history, yeah, it's it's kind of a gray area. You know, the Bible is pretty historically accurate to that time, but if you want to go to it for science, I really wouldn't. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's what lawmakers do. Ugh, God. And also, this show lasted until 2010, which threw me for a shock. Like, I know VeggieTales has been around a lot longer than it, but that's still quite a long time for a franchise like this. Yeah, not only has it lasted past 2010, it also had a fucking animated reboot that lasted until 2020. Oh, God. But we did lose our OG Bible man, Willie Ames. Of Charles in Charge and Eight is Enough did not uh, stick around for the entire series. Oh, okay. Did he die? No, he's still alive. Oh, okay. You said that like he died. <laughs> and I was like, shit, is he dead? Well, uh, do, do any of you remember Celebrity <laughs> Fit Club? No, no I, I do not. Don't. <laughs> One of those awful VH1 reality shows. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, maybe I should start watching VH1 more than I do. No, this is older. This is um, oh. <laughs> like late 2000s, early 2010s. Oddly enough, that is when I started watching VH1 more. <laughs> Mostly VH1 classic, because holy shit, that, that channel was autism paradise. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Willie Ames, so he leaves Bible Man, and I was really only into Bible Man for like a year or two. And so I stopped caring about that, and then a few years later... Here comes Willie Ames on Celebrity Fit Club, and he's he walks off the show, and the producers like go up to his house to try and get him to come out and exercise, and he's like swearing at them, and he's getting angry. It's like in a like a bathrobe, or he, he might have been like in a bath towel. He might not even even be wearing clothes. Um, just swearing at the camera crew. It was magical. You know how lucky they are that they weren't staring down the barrel of a 12-gauge shotgun? Now, when people come to my door and invade my property, the only reason they weren't looking at a shotgun was because I saw the camera crew out of a window. I'll say this much. Based on what I read about him, he at least isn't a complete nut, unlike a certain star of Charles in Charge right now. (laughs) Speaking of, only because I had brought up VH1 probably like 10 minutes ago, I got curious and looked it up. Apparently the VH1 Classic Channel is now MTV Classic. Yes. Wow. Which, like, is pretty much not a single different- well, 
We we did lose the documentaries, but I bet they still have pop-up video. Side note, if Scott Bayo was live-action Foop and those terrible live-action Fairly Odd Parents movies, do you think that Willie Ames is the live-action version of Poof in those movies? Probably. Oh, God. But also, we shouldn't be tempting the God. No, don't let Butch Hartman get involved with this series. All right, so, Kit, you wanted to get into the Bible Man history a bit. Yeah, so <clears throat> so one of the things we brought up is that the villain in this special, the Master of Misery, is actually one guy, Luxor Spondroth. Uh, Luxor Spondroth. Totally not Lex Luthor. <laughs> Yeah, he started um, a couple before this one, as I think the first one was The Shadow of Doubt. And then he did different aliases, and then for the last two that he was in, he was just Luxor Spondra. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a villain that takes on different personas after defeat. So it's like, every time he dies, he just takes on a new reincarnation, which... I'll admit, it's a pretty <laughs> solid villain plan. Appropriately enough, the actor who plays the villain's last name is Lemons, so... <laughs> Every villain is Lemons, otherwise known as evil. He's a pretty good villain. He does his fair bit of scenery chewing. He's fun. He's villainy, um, even if he's, you know, kind of less like Batman villain villainy and more... um. Disney stage show villainy. Absolutely. I kind of want to be careful in praising these actors too much in case there's a chance I find their Twitter and they're those types, but I will say the acting in these specials are not terrible, surprisingly. I gotta say, I quite liked this video. Yeah. My opinion on the actors is uh, you're on thin fucking ice, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I will say the Master of Misery... Looks like if J.P. Manu got put into the Matrix somehow. (laughs) I thought he looked like Melted Ming the Merciless from Flash Gordon. I was like, did he fucking, like, steal that headset from LeVar Burton or something? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, before we get into the special itself, do we have any comments about the trailers of the era? Oh my god. Absolutely. (laughs) So like I did say earlier, you know, with the whole Hollywood moguls only care about the bright colors, keeping your kids' attention long enough that they can make money, yet they still somehow know what they're into more than you do. You know, I still hold true to that, obviously. Uh, For listeners, the VHS version of The Incredible Force of Joy opens with these kids, like, in discount Power Rangers costumes, (laughs) but, like, just being super violent in their parents' bedroom. And then this, like, probably Republican senator now walks out and is like, Ever get the feeling that what our kids learn on television will never get better? Or that those entertainment moguls in Hollywood don't have the foggiest idea of what we parents would really like our kids to be watching? Oh my god, it's Marjorie Taylor Greene. (laughs) Also, yes, lady, all the Hollywood moguls care about is that Whatever they're showing on the screen, whatever brightly colored, super loud, punchy diddly bops are on the screen, keep your kids' attention long enough that they can make money. That's all they care about. And yet somehow they still understand what children are just straight up into more than you do. That lady is probably screaming on Twitter these days about how woke Hollywood is grooming our kids to become the transgender communists. And, uh. Her whole demeanor comes off like she's doing like the crazy eyes and like shaking her head around. Like she was totally like she's something now. Yep. 
something obnoxious. So this lady is talking about how she knows what kids really want. And cut to a preview of something called The Singing Place, which is the most Sesame Street knockoff looking shit. We sing, I am so sorry for calling you a knockoff of the Muppets and everything else. And it's so (laughs) messed up because it's like, you know, hey, do you have like somewhat like kind of like older middler children who are into shit like Batman and Spongebob and the Powerpuff Girls and Rugrats and shit? You know what they're gonna love? This puppet show for stupid babies that talks about the Bible. (laughs) Hey, hey, it's not just for stupid babies. They have Jim Varney, Debbie Boone, and Dick Van Patten. Who was also an eight is enough. Yeah, Jim Varney somehow got in on this. (laughs) See, guys, it's also also for stupid adults, too. I mean, not that those are, like, small names or anything, but just the fact that you're appealing to children. And it's, what have we got? We got Dick Van Patten? Sure. Not in a tutu doing a little pirate dance, though. That's very disappointing. Stupid babies and their stupid parents. I'm so glad I didn't watch this tape as a kid, because I feel like the trailer with them getting super close up on Jim Varney's face and him making those faces, I think that would have scared the shit out of me. Kit, do you have Jim Varney phobia by any chance? Yes, (laughs) Ernest knows what he did. (laughs) I'm kidding. I miss you, Uh King. (laughs) Wow. Called out for being a Jim Varney (laughs) phobia. (laughs) The other weird thing about this opening bit with the lady is that they also advertise Bible Man, but it's the original version of Bible Man where he has the crappy costume and it's and you have the little kids singing. (laughs) And it's called the Bible Man Show. The fans were tearing themselves (laughs) apart. With the uh, knockoff Saved by the Bell logo. (laughs) I don't know, man. Bible Man really jumped the shark when they stopped calling it the Bible Man Show. They called it the L. Ron Hubbard Show. (laughs) Yo, I wonder like went back in time and saw like the 90s ancestor of that like one bring back a bugs land guy would he be like mad that the bible man show turned into just bible man probably well it didn't turn into just bible man it became the bible man adventure yes so (gasps) just one adventure this is all just one adventure? Just one. This whole series? Singular adventure. <laughs> no others. And the preview also shows other villains, namely the Fibbler and the Gossip Queen, and good lord, their makeup is just disgusting looking. The Gossip Queen's design made me so uncomfortable, Jesus. It looks like the makeup artist just smeared oatmeal and black paint on their faces and then just dyed their hair with, like, Party City hairspray. It's disgusting. Yeah, the Fiddler. The Fiddler? The fucking Fiddler? Oh! This is not how this was supposed to go! Oh! That is the most shameless one I've heard. What, what do you also have? Feline woman? Oh my god, he's supposed to be a parody of the Joker, but he's named after the Riddler, and he looks... I don't know, my brain is rotting. Who's another villain? Man Rat? (laughs) We gotta throw the Warner Brothers lawyers off the scent. It's not quite a Joker, it's not quite a Riddler, so you can't get us. So, this opening with the lady is trying to sell Pamplin Entertainment as the alternative. Like, oh... You don't need any of that mainstream Hollywood entertainment. Pamplin Entertainment has you covered. We've got a Sesame Street. We've got a Batman. And what's the third thing they have? 
a card game. <laughs> it's not another show. It's a card game. That's all like, you get. Okay. Why do I feel like this would be the kind of content that David Zaslav would actually approve of keeping? God, no. Ugh. And also, Pamplin sounds like a menstrual products company. <laughs> God, it does. And we forgot to mention that damn advertisement. Guideposts for kids. If my parents bought me this shit, you'd pull a north. Yeah, honestly, I can kind of see where that kid's coming from now. <laughs> uh, one thing about the guideposts for kids ad is that a young Randy is the spokesperson. <laughs> That's me! That's literally me! And the fucked up thing is... I have been having, like, recurring dreams lately where I'm, like, a former child star, but not, like, one of the big ones, like, Lindsay Lohan or Mara Wilson. Yeah. Like, like kind of a C-list one. Like, I was a guest star in a few, like, 90s TV shows, and then I did some, like, tapes like this shit. Seeing this, I'm beginning to wonder if now these dreams gave a view into, like, some kind of alternate reality or something. <laughs> yeah, the kid- Looks strikingly like Yeah, it threw me for such a loop. Strikingly! That was freaking me out! Oh my god, it's baby evil you, because evil Randy is super Christian and super loving of God. <laughs> well, there was one point in my life where I was like that, so... Oh no. What I would enjoy is if Randy wakes up from one of her former child actor dreams, has like the hat in the bed with her. <laughs> And then she pulls off her covers and she's in the overalls. Oh, God. (laughs) We're getting into, like, fucking Stranger Things territory right now. Oh, God. I can already hear the Kyle Dixon synth right now. (laughs) What in the David Lynch? Yeah, but they pull a statistic about how, after all, 300,000 kids can't be wrong. But what about the rest of the population of kids? You know, the overwhelming majority? Uh, yes the fuck, 300,000 kids can be wrong, they're dumb kids! When I was a kid, I thought Africa was a country, and that all the other countries in it were states. Are you gonna say that I was correct to say that? Exactly. I mean, you were, because that's true. So, <laughs> the Bible told me. Also, anyone else get really freaked out by that one image where she was showing, like, pages from the magazine and it shows, like, some cartoon of a guy with a super long tongue? I was like, what in the f- Man, I fucking love King Crimson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, finally! I have been waiting for them to finally make Christian children's creepypasta. Oh god. (laughs) Something that will finally keep Gen Alpha engaged with their iPad. Bible man, more likes- (gasps) Blood Satan man. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, kidding. <laughs> the one picture in the magazine where it's like this really 90s illustration of a kid falling off a skateboard. And then it says, God versus gravity. This story really happened. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Wait, huh? Wait, huh? I'm going to need some more detail on this one. We'll go back in time and get your guy post for kids from the commercial. Like, go back to the commercial you shot, wherever you shot the commercial, and and just bring the magazines back with you. 1999? Okay. Also, when they were calling it Bible Smart, I was like, more like Bible Dumb. hey (laughs) I think that I would make a living as being a a villain in all these Christian movies. (laughs) Absolutely. From the sound of it, it sounds like you could make a living being a joke writer for Jay Leno. (laughs) (laughs) You could make a living as an admin on the Something Awful forums in, like, 2004. Oh, God. (laughs) 
yeah. The last one is for a series of CDs called Heaven's Sake Kids. And their collection of albums runs the gambit of Jesus songs, silly songs, animal songs, and the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit songs. Isn't that like the same thing as number one, though? Honestly, Heaven's Sakes Kids sounds like what I'd be saying if I had to listen to these damn CDs all day. (laughs) Oh, for Heaven's Sakes, kids! More like Heaven's Gate Kids. Uh Oh-hoo-hoo-hoo! That was dark, Tyler. (laughs) Really, Randy? Really? You're telling me that was dark? (laughs) Yes! You! Am I not the expert? On what's dark? Oh yeah, you're right. The Heaven Sake Kids commercial also has that 300,000 sales statistic, so I'm wondering, was this some kind of, like, scheme? Is it like when, like, Bon Jovi had that album go back to number one because he included it with his concert tickets? Sure, why not? Is it like, oh, we'll include a copy of Heaven Sake Kids with your guidepost for kids magazine, and then that inflated the sales figures for the Heaven's Sake Kids collection. I quite literally also just remembered that when I was a kid, I thought America only had three presidents and that they were George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and George W. Bush. Oh, God. That's it. That's all we had. Yes, 300,000 kids can absolutely be wrong. Friend of the show, Lottie and Slash Tyler's girlfriend, Slash one of my besties. Yay! Um, she once told me that she feels like... Christian media is absolutely a Ponzi scheme, and I can see it. Dude, so much Christian stuff is a Ponzi scheme. At one point, they were selling miracle water that could make you money. <laughs> like, there is no way this isn't just some way to avoid tax write-offs and to fucking get all the money laundering they can. I don't know. There's gotta be something going on. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Protestantism literally started because the Catholics... We're literally charging people money to get into heaven. Oh my god. This was like the Middle Ages or something. Christian grifting is quite possibly one of their oldest traditions. Yep. Jesus H. Grift. Yeah, so that's the end of the trailers. And the um, episode itself opens with probably the best production value segment in the whole thing. With the Yuck Yuck Man versus Bible <laughs> Man and Coke. <laughs> yuck Yuck. Which, yes, I don't believe they ever call him that on screen, but in the credits, he is referred to as the Yuck Yuck Man. Oh my god, D- D- Ryan, no! You're not supposed to think or say his name or he's gonna get you! Oh no! Don't think it, don't say it, don't think it, don't say it! He looked like if Palpatine found the mask. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Fibbler meets Palpatine meets the mask meets Ghostface meets um a fucking spirit halloween pumpkin man (laughs) and that's pretty much it yeah well speaking of the production value in this opening scene it's like they're in the warehouse with the moody lighting and that one shot uh bible man standing and then he opens up his cape right before he jumps down like if it was a hero besides bible man that would actually be a pretty good shot yeah it's not bad intercut with a willie ames stunt double doing backflips and somersaults (laughs) (laughs) And then you get shit where you see Willie Ames jumping down and you see the strings on it. Yeah, well, I mean, they cover it well in the actual episode, but at the end of the video, there's a behind-the-scenes segment where apparently Willie Ames was actually on the wires, at least for part of it, which, good on him. Okay. Which, by the way, with Bible Man falling down like that so slowly, how is the Yuck Yuck Man's aim that bad that he can't 
at least hit him once. Yeah. He names himself the Yuck Yuck Man. I mean, that's pretty low standards for a villain. Also, Coates is like, how did you know where to find me? And it's like, well, you're loudly talking into your walkie-talkie. Also, I love that the Yuck Yuck Man is like, I have friends in low places. I was like... Well, I do kind of love they desperately lean into how much they hate Christianity. (laughs) (laughs) The way they defeat the Yuck Yuck Man is Coates has these like laser gauntlets, but he is shooting the Yuck Yuck Man several times and it does nothing. But it's not until Bible Man jumps in that suddenly the laser gauntlets have enough power to blow up the Yuck Yuck Man. And he fucking melts! It's pretty horrifying to look at. Like, again, this is supposed to be better entertainment for kids? (laughs) Well, geez, so much for thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt kick ass, how about that? Hey! I swear they were directly reenacting the opening of Batman 89 with the introduction of Bible Man. I was half expecting him to say, You wanna get Jesus nuts? Come on, let's get Jesus nuts. Jeez nuts! (laughs) Personally, I think what we need most is like a Duke Nukem Bible Man who says shit like, Thou shalt kick ass! Ugh. That's going to be the Zachary Levi Bible man. Oh, God. <laughs> a Bible spray tan. <sighs> Can we all agree that Coates and uh, Miles Peterson are definitely a couple? Yes. Absolutely. Yes, they are. Oh, they fucking. Oh, they fuck. I have one more Duke Nukem joke. And the Lord said, Dan it, Dan it, Dan it. Damn it, I've been banned from Dave and Buster's. <laughs> also, they introduced the Master of Misery, like Syndrome and in Incredibles, and showing him in the shadows. In a shot that we will get very familiar with because they use that same shot of the Master of Misery clicking pause on his remote control and grabbing a Halloween mask several times throughout the video. <laughs> and he's decked out uh-huh. in satanic gear, I've noticed. Right. Also, they use the same fucking laugh sound effects as terror tunes. Oh, God! I recognize that. There's stock music and stock sound effects that will definitely be recognizable. Because yeah. it's also the flowey laugh from uh, Undertale. From Undertale, yeah. It's, li- it's not just the same laugh they used in terror tunes. It's the same laugh they used in Undertale for flowey, which is where I first noticed the laugh from terror tunes. No fucking escape. Undertale is the leftist version of this special. Change my mind. Um, (laughs) So the way it worked is that Coates was in, I think, three episodes. And then I guess the actor didn't want to do it anymore. So they introduced a new sidekick for Bible Man, also a black man, which, Hmm. I mean... On the one hand, good on you for the representation. Yeah. But also, it's also kind of like, oh, well, we'll just replace the black man with another black man. Yeah. I'll say this, they probably meant better than Pearl Mutter, at least. Probably. And literally anything by Pure Flix. Agreed. So how is a 90s handheld laptop capable of running Christian Jarvis? She was giving me big GLaDOS vibes. Well, before we get there, I wanted to talk about the theme song. Like, I really wanted to talk about the theme song, because that ties into something else from my history with Bible Man. Well, for one, we get a little bit of the backstory of Miles Peterson in this really moody, like, scene in the rain where... He's basically Bruce Wayne, but instead of his parents dying, he was just really sad one night. Yeah. Someone buried a Bible on the side of the road? Yeah, in the middle of a fucking dirt road. And he just so happened to dig it up and like, 
be like, oh, my life is saved. I'll be a superhero now for some reason. What, what I love is the narrator's like, then in his darkest hour, the words of a single book began to change his life. And then you hear Miles Peterson go, Bible. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he had to say to himself, like he sees the Bible, he has to be like, Bible. That confused the hell out of me because I was like, what happened to him if he was so sad? Like, did he lose his wife? Did he lose a family member? Did he lose a friend? What is going on here? It's, no, he was just sad. They don't really explain the jump from guy has a religious epiphany to he's a fucking superhero now. Ugh, feelings! Anyway. So, after that, we go into the theme song, which, I mean, I will stand by that theme song. Yeah, the theme song's laugh. awesome. So, around the time I would have been watching this growing up on Kids WB, there was a show called Card Captors. I don't know if any of you remember that. Huh. Never heard of it. Um, Sounds familiar. Oh, yeah, Card okay. Captor Sakura. Well, yeah. It was the American version. It was just called Card Captors. And the theme song went. Card captors, a mystic adventure. Card captors, the quest for all time. <laughs> and my sister, like, heard that and then heard that Bible Man theme song and how, like, the chorus is like, Bible Man, Bible Man. And so she combined them into Bible Man, a mystic adventure. Bible <laughs> Man, the quest for all time. It was kind of giving gospel vibes which i can't Kinda complain was. about i will randomly just flash back to the bible man card captors mashup which <laughs> which needs to happen that's that it that's does. the crossover we really need as a culture and so we get introduced to the kid that this special is so centered around who barely is in the special surprisingly yeah they make a big deal about how this kid michael is so depressed and his teacher calls Bible Man because she has that sort of connection, I guess. I, I don't know. Uh, not a therapist? Who needs a therapist when you have Jesus? By way of a pudgy, middle-aged man in a purple costume. Exactly. And she goes on this whole monologue about how she doesn't want Michael to go down that path because he's so gifted and everything. And I'm thinking, well, maybe he's so depressed because you call him gifted and hold too high expectations for his learning. Yes, he's probably neurodivergent, and he probably is having way too much fucking pressure put onto him, for God's sake. No, the Bible shame him! Well, he's having pressure put onto him by his friend, where they're having that conversation in the background, where they're very, very exaggerated, like, hand gestures at each other, while no words come out of their mouths. Yeah. And when suddenly that group of kids that the teacher's talking to walks away, suddenly we hear their conversation. Yeah. And also, I swear to God, the teacher looks so much like Kamala Harris. Uh, it scared me for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what if it is her? <laughs> Bible Man's backdoor copaganda. Uh, it is. You just hear Bible Man say some shit like, now listen here, Jack. How do you open PDF file? <laughs> <laughs> also... Michael kind of looks like a mixture of both David A.R. White in that Second Chance film, as well as Luke in the Holiday Special. Oh god, that. <laughs> Alright, so going back to the underground, we get introduced to Eunice, who was basically fucking with Coates and hiding his keys, and I was like, what is wrong with you? There's no payoff to that, she just 
hides his keys just for shits and giggles. It's a joke. It's comedy because the computer somehow hid the guy's card keys, I guess. Eunice is basically like Alexa if she was even worse. She's a proto-GLaDOS from Portal. God, she is. I see it. So how is this 90s handheld laptop capable of running Eunice, which is basically Christian Jarvis? Exactly. Uh, Look, it's Jesus coming again! Well, it's one laptop, but then the the two computers over in the corner and a flying little drone dealie. It's it's a whole it's a whole thing. It looks like the thing from Flubber. I was legit expecting Ted Levine to knock it with a baseball bat at some point. <laughs> Incredible force of joy, but master of miseries played by Robin Williams. Oh god, yes. <laughs> so this supercomputer can do all sorts of things from tracking all sorts of people's biological scans to hiding people's keys to basically doing Bible man's work for him. Yet she can somehow be hacked into by some random guy hiding somewhere. What? Man, this never would have happened if he was just using Surfshark VPN, which brings us on to today's sponsor. No! Surfshark VPN. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We're not affiliated with Surfshark VPN. Please don't sue us. Well, let, let's thank our real sponsor today, Raid Shadow Legends. You see, uh, today's sponsor is Crypto.com. We're t- <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I was going to say one of the things that'll age poorly about Creed 3, but there's something else in that movie that's going to age really poorly. <laughs> but it's the fact that one of the uh, boxing matches takes place at the former Staples Center in L.A., which currently goes by the name Crypto.com Arena. And so at least in Creed 3, immortalized forever, that arena will be the Crypto.com Arena. (laughs) We all know that it's going to change its name again eventually when Crypto just totally bottoms out, but just the fact that it lasted long enough to be in a major Hollywood film forever. (laughs) They're going to call it the AI Arch Center. (laughs) Uh, friendly reminder that is the same stadium where we heard one of michael jackson's children speak for the first time in fucking history oh god (laughs) so i also love that master of misery's sidekick is just zombie bill s preston and that his name is ludicrous and yet he doesn't sing once about bitches or needing to move out of the way yeah ludicrous is doing his best worst keanu reeves impression (laughs) And there's this really stupid fourth wall joke where they make a joke where, for some reason, they wanted the Master of Misery to be played by Carmen, but they couldn't afford him. Huh. Okay. Which, so growing up, I never understood that. Because growing up, for me, the only Carmen was Carmen Sandiego. And so I'm like, is that supposed to be a Carmen Sandiego reference? But no, that what, wouldn't make any sense. What about that one song that's like... Da, 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 da. The Five Nights at Freddy's one. <laughs> oh, the Hey Arnold, Carmen? Yes. That will forever be the Hey Arnold, Carmen. Oh, also, also Spy Kids. You can't forget Spy Kids. Huzzah. Recently, an episode of Best of the Worst, uh, they did the Wheel of the Worst and they landed on a Carman tape. Oh, God. And so I learned who he was, which they started by showing his goofy little rap video. It's like, oh, the Papa John's looking white dude is doing his 90s rap video. Then they show one of the other music videos where he's in a turtleneck and a blazer in front of the Capitol. 
saying stuff about when men would rather come out of the closet instead of clean it, that's the sign that the judgment of God is going to fall. <laughs> what? <laughs> huh? Then he says something about, we need to stop handing out condoms and start handing out the word of God in schools. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, no wonder they wanted this fucker for this. And then the last music video is, like, him in, like, a rundown castle in Europe. And it's the daydream of a student. Like, where it's, like, kind of reverse grooming. He's not hitting on his student, but the student is fantasizing about him being a medieval knight. What? It's that episode of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV series. Oh, God, God. yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, God. But yes, now, 20 years later, I finally know what that uh, Carman joke was about in Bible Man, so. <laughs> Thanks, Red Letter Media. Also, they have a running storyline where apparently Miles got hit by whatever the device is that kills his joy. Yes, the Master of Misery has a weapon that creates depression. So, in the Bible Man universe, depression comes from a kid's water gun spray-painted silver. I will say that's <laughs> where this special was kind of losing me at one point. Like, the whole, oh, depression is when you don't have the Bible in your life. It's like, I'm sure they didn't mean badly, but, um... There's actually one line later on from Bible Man about, like... I've found that being happy isn't all about what goes right. It's about how we handle things when they go wrong. Which, I I mean, I think that there's something in that that's, like, helpful and meaningful. Solid, yeah. Yeah, and then the dialogue continues and it turns into, oh, but if you have the word of God, it's like, you were on to something and then you kind of undercut it. And then you were off to something. Now you have lost speaking privileges. Give me your mouth. Also, Master of Misery calls Bible Man a grape and a cape, and I'm like, that's my favorite MC Hammer song. <laughs> yeah, was anybody else getting, like, rejected MST3K mad vibes from Master of Misery and Ludacris? I could see that. Oh my god. And Bible Man's lair is on the satellite of love. Yes! I felt like it was trying way too hard to impress kids in 1992, when this was actually 1999. <laughs> Which, like, those are two wildly different years, culturally. When the Master of Misery has his, like, 90s alternative music video, but it parodies Addicted to Love. Yeah, <laughs> that threw me for such a loop. Like, why are they parodying Addicted to Love out of nowhere? I mean, there's a band out there that's literally called Suicidal Tendencies that has a song rife for parody. (laughs) This suddenly turned into a Christian UHF. (laughs) You just hear him fucking say, all I wanted was a Pepsi out of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) So for a man who says he can't experience happiness properly, the Master of Misery sure seems to be getting a lot of singing that song. Is he the one who's laughing a lot, too? Or is that, like... Yeah, what was up with the fucking sitcom laugh? Yeah. Yeah, there there was a laugh track. Like, we were watching Full House or some shit. The anti-joy transmitifier. Connecting its frequency to Bible Man's own unlimited power grid will give this little toy the power it needs to attack anyone, anywhere. <laughs> Dear God, as if I wasn't getting enough Danny Tanner vibes from Miles. When they yell cut, Willie Ames just turns into just a total vulgarian. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, you should have heard his aristocrat story. Bible man was hiding cocaine in his tail. I seen him. <laughs> <laughs> now, Master of Misery's plan involves hacking into Eunice, the the Bible man computer system, and using her new mobile unit to uh, do whatever. And the way they break into like the Bible cave is with some pickaxes, and they leave a hole in the side of the wall that. Bible man and coats don't even appear to notice. See, that's why they're fucking useless. They just don't even notice how easy their cave is to break into, which is just great. <laughs> also, I don't know why, but Ludacris screaming, this thing has Pong, got a laugh out of me. Me too. He was the best part of this special. <laughs> I mean, but also, why the hell does Eunice have Pong to begin with? I mean, yeah, Eunice may have Pong, but can she run Doom? <laughs> also, I heard Eunice say biological scam at first, and I was like, well, it's not wrong. <laughs> I want to know why with the mobile Eunice unit, it's flying around a high school, like, a couple feet above the kids' heads. Yeah! And no one seems to notice. Come on, those kids would be fucking looking up and the, seeing something. They're using that to monitor, what's the kid's name, Michael? Michael, yeah. Uh, cool. They have like a CGI rendering of the inside of the human body, and the image of depression is just your heart. It's like you do like the little spray can effect on MS Paint, but it's just the color black, and then it just... So it's me when I was 13 years old. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Christian Inside Out is what it is, although I'll say this, at least it's not as nasty with it. That's what your depression is like and how it's harming people like Wonder Park, at least. Mm. I love how this is like our greatest view on it so far is, well, it has a budget and it's not Wonder Park. (laughs) Everything is better than Wonder Park. Now, speaking of it having a budget, their big exciting scene in the middle of the show is Miles and Coates sitting at the computer's and then the frame rate drops and some like red lights are flashing. It's like, oh no, the computer system's doing something. This is exciting, I guess. We're so smart. We're these big scientists who know the ins and out of this computer, yet we don't know what the fuck that light could represent. <laughs> the techno babble in this is just just nonsense. Everything about this is just nonsense. Also, had the breastplate of righteousness. Heh, righteousness. <laughs> we are so mature. Yeah, man, breasts are totally righteous. <laughs> I love that this show isn't above having a man being literally zapped to death. Yes! But they can't have actual sword fighting in their fucking hero segments. Exactly! So they just have to deal with, like, fucking fake lightsabers. Well, I mean, we'll get to that, but during that scene where he's like doing the suit up the guy playing coats as he's reading it out looks like he's trying to hold back laughter oh definitely (laughs) oh this is just stupid but uh, okay so this is where i'm at in life now good (laughs) and i like how the computer lists off all of the different parts of the outfit and has a computer rendering but they can't do the sword he has to walk out and just say and the sword of the spirit yep Also, they're so convinced they're going to turn the whole world joyless by this one science fair. Like, okay, don't go to, like, the United Nations or anything. (laughs) Too late! (laughs) 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 You take care of that science fair in that high school, and I'll cover the United Nations. (laughs) 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 
it's the high school that the inside of it looks like it's either the inside of a sports arena or the inside of a shopping mall. It doesn't really look that much like the inside of a high school. Am I crazy? Or It kind of does. Yeah, you're right. It varies from high school to high school. As someone who went to high school on a community college campus, I I I know high schools. I know the best high schools, I have to tell you. Well, the suit-up scene ends with uh, Bible Man on his motorcycle with the really stupid shot of like the camera like zooming in like there'll be a white flash and it zooms in closer then it's a white flash and it zooms in closer then a white flash and it zooms in closer but they wanted to zoom in one more time so they do a cheesy little video zoom in while he's like pursing his lips <laughs> but speaking of the mall slash arena slash junior high school we get our exciting lightsaber battle which from the looks of it, it's actually Willie Ames and Brian Lemons doing the sword fighting, and it's some solid sword fighting. It is. Which, yeah, it's yeah. decently choreographed, well, I will I say mean, that. It's no, uh, it's no Revenge of the Sith, but at least it's better than A New Hope. I will say it was it was eerily looking so much like Revenge of the Sith. I was like, did George get his inspiration from this special? <laughs> well, this came out the same year as Phantom Menace, so True. if we're going to stack up the Darth Maul fight against... Uh, the incredible force of joy. Um, <laughs> See, that's what Anakin needed. I mean, think about it. This and the Phantom Menace came out in the same year. Really makes you think. Yes. Yeah. I mean, hey, they basically have Anakin Skywalker be born the same way as Jesus, so. <laughs> the Bible! You have no choice in your fate. Huzzah. <laughs> Yeah, the Phantom Menace did need a scene where Jar Jar finds the Bible. Also, I don't know if we brought this up, but for some reason this special references William Shatner not once, but twice. And they even say, nobody likes that guy. And I'm like, oh, in more ways than one these days. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we were we were referencing the wrong star thing. Uh, we should have been referencing Star Trek. <laughs> VeggieTales uh. got them to it. I want to know, like, the fact that Bible Man got the jump on Carman hate and William Shatner hate. What did he know? I read a review once that said this show feels like Atheist wrote this as a parody of Christian shows, and uh-huh. I'm like, you know, I could see it. <laughs> I see it. Also, they have a scene where Master of Misery quotes, no more joy, joy, joy down in your heart. And I was like, Simpsons beat you to parodying it. Simpsons beat you to parodying it. Oh, come on! It was 1999! You could have easily parodied Happy Happy Joy Joy! It was still funny back then! Yeah, before (laughs) we knew anything about the creator. (laughs) Whatever, Ren and Stimpy is Bob Camp's show, I decided. Huzzah. Oh, yeah, and there's a fucking never-ending story reference, too. Don't forget. Oh, that was, yes, yes, that that's that's uh, great. When um, Ludacris is in the uh, Master of Misery lair and he's messing with the Echo... And he goes, Falcor! Atreyu! Give Ludacris his own show. I love some of, like, just the pure Gen X humor in this show sometimes. Absolutely. This is the shit I would see someone in their 40s share on Facebook, and I love it. <laughs> this thing has its moments. Like, it's, some of the jokes are, like, kind of cute, and, like, the sword fighting is okay, and... The production value is all right to a degree. I'll give Bible Man this. Unlike the topics we've been covering this month, it doesn't take itself seriously at all. It's not like Gingerbrook Fair where they continually force the dumbass Matthew joke over and over. Matthew! <laughs> did you did you 
blow your throat during that? Are you okay? Am I okay? That's a good question. <laughs> True. And then we never hear anything else out of Randy. I also forgot to mention earlier, please never let anybody from the church perform a biological scan on you. <laughs> I am not seeing heaven. <laughs> well, that's already what they're doing to you at Harry Potter land. Ah. <laughs> ba da 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 Oi, welcome to Hogwarts, so we go check your trousers, make sure, you know, your biological sex is right. Also, it's not as gruesome as when they turn the guy at the beginning into Nickelodeon slime, but Master of Misery basically gets blown up. Nickelodeon gack, okay? It's the registered trademark, okay? Oh, you're right, I apologize. <laughs> you gotta respect that little tiny R in the circle. Huzzah! Yeah, he gets blown up for having depression. It's kind of, uh... A message. No one, no one blows up from having depression. Who, who gets blown up for having depression? Okay, well, admit it. You know that one guy who it's like any time you're even remotely happy about something, they gotta bring you down? Or like they're yeah. constantly bringing you down? Haven't you ever just wanted to explode that guy with your mind? That's Master of Misery. Mm-hmm. He goes up to people who are eating, say, McDonald's chicken nuggets, and he's like, Do you know what they do to chickens for that? <laughs> Master of Misery is that kind of guy where you could say, yo, dude, I just graduated high school, or I just found out something really cool that's happening, and they're like, that's great. Today's Pearl Harbor, by the way. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you do it with so much glee, though. Yeah. The Master of Misery is reveling in, in all of this. Hey, why would anyone want to be happy in, in all this? But he, he is just having the time of his life he really is he doesn't have depression he's just giving people depression two totally different things i see i see so he is the personification of doom scrolling exactly also i swear to god they rip off batman and robin with the i want a motorbike scene too i was half expecting coats to say i want a bike chicks dig the bike this is why (laughs) super bible man works alone (laughs) well at least this didn't have any bible nipples (laughs) (laughs) initially i was gonna say this is why jesus works alone but he didn't he had like 12 guys didn't he and he had one betray him (laughs) so he had 11 guys right exactly you notice how like going back to um whether or not coats and the future sidekick oh what was his name cypher cypher is the other yeah his sidekick his name's cypher yes but how at the end when bible man goes back to have the big final showdown with master of misery um his black sidekick just stays at the high school slash mall slash arena for the science fair he's like i'll hold down the fort here then he just puts his hands on his hips and just looks around a couple times and they just cut away to the fight (laughs) he's just standing there in his beret and his camo pants i feel like if they wanted to they would get samuel l jackson for coats all right, let's go through our cast for the Bible Man, Pure Flix, big, epic, cinematic universe reboot. Yes. So yes. we've got Zachary Levi and his spray tan as Miles Peterson. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson as Coates. Who would be our Luxor Spondroff? No, we can't put Samuel L. Jackson in a movie where he can't at least tease the word motherfucker. So uh, we got to replace him with uh, Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie, your coat's now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But who's our Luxor Spondroff? Chris Pratt. Hmm. 
<laughs> we gotta put Chris Pratt in something. It's what all of Hollywood's doing. Yep. All of Hollywood is basically saying we gotta put Chris Pratt in something. That's how he got Mario and Garfield. We'll put him in a VeggieTales room movie next. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so also I will admit I accidentally skipped the behind the scenes stuff. What happens during them? Oh, uh, they have a fucking budget, apparently. Like, the, the, the shit they're filming looks almost exactly like the behind the scenes of any, like, 90s or 89 Batman movie. And I'm like, huh, wonder where they got this idea. Before we get there, uh, yeah, what all happens? Master of Misery blows up because a computer short circuits. Okay. Once again, so much for Thou Shalt Not Kill. Thou Shalt Not Kill, unless if the situation calls for it. Well, yeah, Bible Man kills in, in every single one, so. Um, <laughs> Bible Man just snaps the Fibbler's neck in one episode. Thou shalt not kill, but you're the exception. He he goes to a foreign country and just kills a bunch of terrorists. Uh, Ooh, also, we need Gina Carano as the gossip queen. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> and then Matt Walsh is in it as somebody. He'll yell and scream until we put him in it. Dr. Decepto. There we go. Sure, why not? Here you go, Matt. Oh, now he's bitching because we have him playing a villain. I don't know how to please this guy. <laughs> no, no, no. Bible Man will kill every villain indiscriminately, but it's okay because he jokes around with coats and he'll go and eat shawarma or something. <laughs> that makes him killing perfectly okay. Something, something 70s song while they do it. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing's directed by Butch Hartman. Oh. I don't know. Who's James Gunn's evil twin? Uh, Games Jun? James Jun directed this shit. I thought James Gunn already was the evil twin. Who's like the good twin? James Pepper Spray? Yes. Also, another thing I wanted to say is that if they're trying to be all, oh, the Bible will bring you joy, kids, I'd be like, trust me, I've seen a world where the Bible is forced onto people, and that is, and it is not joyful at all. Oh, God, no. As we know, theocratic societies have never failed ever. And I mean ever. Look at all the current ones. Look at all the ones in the past. They all did great, didn't they? When religion was the rule of law. It went great, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Another Bible man villain worth shouting out is the wacky protester, which I'm sure there's nothing problematic about that character the in the latest. Of the wacky <sighs> Speaking of anti-Semites, uh, there's a later episode where Bible man goes on, I guess, a parody of like Jerry Springer or Maury and the host who is trying to rile up the audience against Bible Man is a very clear Jewish stereotype. Oh, God. oh no. Uh, wasn't there like one point in this one where he said like, you know, every Christian is deserving of joy. Uh, yeah, fuck everyone else, I yeah, guess. Yeah, risky. Atheists are burning in hell. <laughs> and Catholics too, even though we worship the same God. The host of the talk show is like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, here's our guest today. Bibleman. So he's Dr. Nick. Hi, everybody. He makes a point of pronouncing it as Bibleman. <laughs> it's actually like a kind of like a bad Bernie Sanders impression, if I'm remembering oh, it right. God. I am asking <laughs> once again for you to make a new Bibleman tape. <laughs> I miss that shit. It actually kind of rocks. Boy, between this and Salty the Singing Songbook, there are a lot of Christian kids media with unfortunately very atheist but also Jewish villains. <laughs> 
Well, how do you um, think Melissa Joan Hart turned out the way she did? <laughs> God damn it, you were in Sabrina. She was the coolest witch ever. What happened? And she explained it all. <laughs> all right, so I burned through my notes with this special. Do you guys have anything else? I will say about that behind the scenes segment at the end. Um, Willie Ames had a little Freudian slip and referred to the Sword of the Spirit as a lightsaber. So... He probably was slapped with a lawsuit 10 oh seconds boy. later. Oh, <laughs> boy. Jesus sword. Jesus sword. So as it turned out, we really did kill those guys. Yeah, so one of them is all over the floor now. We sold him to Nickelodeon. Well, he keeps coming back every time, so whatever. <laughs> he keeps coming back as a vengeful spirit, saying I'll eventually meet my um deserved fate. But if I pray hard enough and believe in Jesus hard enough, I'll just end up in heaven and be fine, also, right? <laughs> I don't know why, but Bible Man without his mask on him just looks completely uncanny to me, and I can't exactly explain why. In his, like, fishing cap. <laughs> it's like, oh god, he's gonna be one of those guys I find on Tinder now. <laughs> you decide to pay the five extra dollars for Tinder gold, because you're like, you know, oh, I just want to see, you know... Who liked me? Oh my god, it's a bunch of Willie Ameses. <laughs> and then the episode itself, I wanted to mention this, the episode itself ends on two things. One, it ends on the big like Batman Begins cliffhanger where it's like the Joker's the next villain. And then this one's like, we gotta go stop the glut. Oh, I'm sure that episode has aged wonderfully. It never was an episode. Oh, thank, oh, thank god. god. Um, thank fucking god. Do you think Bible man has the budget for a ginormous villain that eats everything. <laughs> That's true. Oh my god, it's like that one salty tape after Salvation Celebration that never got made. <laughs> Which, knowing what we know, probably yeah. for the best. <laughs> and then the very end is Bible man doing his own, like, whatever G.I. Joe, Sonic the Hedgehog, like, hey kids ending <laughs> where he retells the lesson of the episode and then he's like if you have any questions talk to your parents or your pastor don't talk to your therapist about your depression just your parents yeah your pastor, your pastor. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong your moms your dads your teachers your priests your rabbis or whatever the fuck it is captain lou albano if said. you aren't watching the super mario brothers super show you're gonna turn into the master of misery and if you do drugs, you'll go to hell before you Gasp. die. Also, when it cut to the Bible Man Says segment, I was like, Hey, everybody, it's time for Bible Man Says! Like the fucking ending of Barney. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, every year some ignorant kid goes inside a clothes dryer. <laughs> now that's what we call natural selection. What is that one clip from some like Christian video where it's a kid in high school? It's like, what if I want to have sex before I get married? Well, I guess you just have to be prepared to die. <laughs> well, now I know where Mean Girls got it from. Don't have sex, because you will get pregnant and die. Don't have sex in the missionary position. Don't have sex standing up. Just don't do it. Promise? Okay, everybody take some rubbers. Exactly. It would be so funny if they still had those these days, like bluey ends with like bandits saying, kids, never try to torture your dad in the middle of Hammerbon or something. G.I. Bandit! Well, that was a terrible Australian accent of me. I apologize. <laughs> eh, you're fine. For this special, do we give it a keep the tapes 
Put in the donation box or burn the tapes, Ryan. I can't not keep it. Fair, yeah. It just brought back so many memories, and it's so stupid. And there, and it's got its moments. Yeah, I'll keep it. Probably shouldn't, but I'll keep it anyway. I'm gonna put this in the donation box. It's weird, but I mean, it's weird with effort. And I can't bring myself to be a hater on that, so I'm putting it in the donation box. I'm sure some Jehovah's Witness kid is going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> on Christmas Day, when they can't enjoy it, they'll just throw on this Bible man. Yeah, there you go. You got to have something to do on your birthday and Halloween and Christmas and Easter and Arbor Day and Leif Erikson Day and Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And, and Talk Like a Pirate Day and... <laughs> National Puppy Day, and I'm also going to put it in the donation box. Overall, I wouldn't say it's something that I'd ever watch again, but it's honestly the best thing that we're probably going to watch this month. Some questionable handling yeah. of its theme aside, it's not hateful. It's not like trying to be actively shitty towards people like Gingerbrook Fair was. It also doesn't tell kids to blindly obey authority, which I like. Yeah, again, the theme could have been thought out a little better, but overall as a fun little tape, it's perfectly harmless. Yeah, for me, it's a tepid keep the tapes because it's not, you know, bad or good by any means, but, you know, it's just stupid fun, and that's really all it is to it. Exactly. So. Yeah, I mean, out of everything, you know, this was still kind of fun to watch and make fun of. Like, it's very good for that. It's camp, basically, is what it is. If nothing else, it's perfect for the MST3K crowd. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to come back and have us watch the episode where they do the Livin' La Vida Loca parody. <laughs> oh, God, oh yeah. God. How did they avoid uh, getting sued for that? One of the villain's aliases is El Furioso. Oh my god. <laughs> and so he gets his own musical number. <laughs> All right. Well, Ryan, thanks again for joining us. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram as RyanHipFTW. On YouTube, I'm the Ryan Hip. And on Vero and Letterboxd, I'm just ryan hip huzzah yay uh you can find me on cosmic rewind replace the e with the three on youtube and twitter two more <laughs> oh, oh man <laughs> well at least this one was okay we're gonna survive somehow i don't know how but we'll survive <laughs> All right, you can find me over on the usual Mission Breakout on Twitter, MuppetVision underscore 3D on Twitter for my art, hopefully when I get around to feeling motivated to draw again. You can find me on MuppetVision underscore 3D on Letterboxd, and you can find me on various episodes of Escape from Vault Disney, Podcast Without a Cool Acronym, as well as The Emperor's New Podcast. And you can also find me helping Ludacris start his Tumblr Sexy Man era. <laughs> or his rap career the second tumblr sexy man this month huzzah i could fix him <laughs> yes get him started on his rap career before the other ludicrous gets his hands on the trademark yay <laughs> all right you can find me at the usual spots tyler fg on twitter tyler fg 96 on instagram you can find the show on twitter at channel underscore krt you can find also find us on Instagram at Channel KRT Podcast, all one word. You can find our Discord server and our Facebook group in the link tree in our Twitter bio. And if you want to help support us, we have two options. 
Uh, you know what, I'll just plug the rest tomorrow. I'll... Channel KRT, cut to static. If only the two of you would have had premarital sexual intercourse, then I would have won, and you would be damned to hell forever! But they didn't have intercourse, Demon's Will. 